Welcome once again to the syndicated podcast, Slaying Your Giants. I'm your host, King David Haynes. Glad to be here again today. Thank God for waking me up another day. We have a a very special informative show lined up for you today, and we'd like to get right into it, and we'll just go to the Lord in prayer to to bless everything. Uh, Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus, just thanking you for another day, for waking us this day that wasn't promised to us. Thank you for the rain, Father. Thank you for the sunshine, for your healing, deliverance, and thank you for your love, Father, for bringing us out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. We pray these things in agreement in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, our guest today is the No Diet Coach, Sara Vernikoff. She is a weight loss coach at nodieting.net who healed herself of compulsive overeating and has since helped hundreds of unhappy dieters do the very same thing. Sara teaches her program to private clients, both online and offline. And her recent book, Eat What You Want, Stop When You Want, became a number one Amazon bestseller when it was published last July. And we just want to give a hearty welcome to Sara Vernikoff. How are you, Sara? I'm great, King David. I'm really awesome. Can't wait to talk to you. Well, we're going to get right into it. Uh, and, and we thank you for being here uh, to give and impart your wisdom to our listeners. That tell us a little about uh, a bit about yourself. Where where did you grow up, and 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 a little about your your beginnings? Well, um, I grew up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. All right. Born born in Brooklyn. Always wanted to be a school teacher, and I became a school teacher, and I taught. Um, first grade, second grade, fourth grade, and over 20 years ago, um, I used to diet, take off the weight, and put it back on, and I had like 35 fourth grade hitters, and these were very challenging kids, and one day I looked out at these sea of faces, and I said, hey, Sora, how come these kids who walk, talk, and are very challenging listen to me, but food is not a lie, it has no animate qualities, why can't I stop thinking, and why can't I stop eating? And that was the day that I had my aha moment, which is, I'm going to stop dieting, and I'm going to figure this whole thing out. And that's where it all started. It started in East New York, Brooklyn, where I was teaching for decades. And I was able to, so what happened is I stopped dieting, and uh, I ate exactly the foods I wanted, but I wrote, I journaled every eating experience for, for years and years and years. And I began to see the patterns, and I began to understand why I couldn't eat and stop. Hmm. So I lost 25 pounds, which I've kept off to this day. And when I reached my goal weight, I knew that I could transfer my classroom management techniques to food management techniques, and the No Diet Weight Loss Program was born. So I'm a gal from Brooklyn, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> Amen. All right, all right. I, why do so many people have such trouble with diets i i just want to i want to start by asking you that yeah i mean that's a great question um so i'm going to explain to you and your listeners why diets don't work and why it's not your fault you know what i've not done this before but i want all the folks listening that have tried dieting and haven't been successful and i really mean this to give themselves a big hug for doing their absolute best in a system that will absolutely fail you. Mm. And let me show you, let me show you why it will fail you. So think about a diet as a clock. At 12 o'clock you have three or four people in a, in a boardroom at some corporation who decide 
what you can eat, what you can't eat, and that you can't trust yourself, so we have to decide for you what you can eat, when you can eat, and how much you can eat. So you decide you want to lose some weight, you want to get healthier, whatever your reason. So by 3 o'clock, you've been up on this diet, you're what I call good, good, good. Yay, I'm following the rules of this diet. I'm an awesome person. I can take a cruise. I can buy a new dress or a new suit because I'm following someone else's rules. Well, you're on this diet for a period of time, and now we get to 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, you can't take the rules that somebody made up for you to follow. So what do you do? You either diet binge or diet overeat. Because you want those Oreos, you grab that bag and you eat those Oreos because you can't take the rules of the diet. Because you know at the end of the day, they're not your rules. But the problem with the diet binge or diet overeating is that it's a catch-22 behavior. On the one hand, you did the only thing you could do to take back the control from the diet. But on the other hand, you beat yourself up because you feel like a failure that you couldn't follow the rules. Hmm. So what happens after that, uh, King David, you go to 9 o'clock. And at nine o'clock, you say, well, I can't do this without any, I can't do this without any help because obviously I can't even stay on a diet. So you go back to 12 o'clock, you go back to the diet, knowing full well that there's another binge lurking in your mind. Mm-hmm. So diets do not work because they're not your rules. Wow. Yes. That's, uh, you, I see you, you have put quite a bit of work and thought into this. Uh, uh, and yeah, that's uh, I, I've hadn't haven't heard it broken down like that before. Well, I'm a big breaker downer. No, and I I think that's what we need, and and you know I appreciate you being here. This is is one of those episodes you did it yourself, and you may have had the addiction, uh, which is compulsive overeating, uh. That that you deliver were delivered from. Uh, well, I was I was delivered. You know, I'll I'll share with you uh, because you opened the uh, the broadcast with prayer. I'll share with you that um, I'm Jewish, but I uh, put God first in my life. And when I put God first in my life, and I asked Him to heal me, if it wasn't for God's direction and support, I wouldn't be talking to you today. Amen. So I'm very grateful myself that I could help myself. Uh, for this addiction because it ruined my life. Amen. So I Amen. I I've uh th- that's why when I when I read over your information, uh I've just been contacted uh by numerous people who uh you know in in my writing I was talking about drugs and alcohol, but they tell me they just substitute, you know, the word and the thought of food. Because it, 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 it is an addiction. And and we wanted to uh, bring this information out because we know there is someone uh, whom God can take it and use it to benefit them. Amen. Okay, so now uh, it, it says in your information, dieting has kept you thinking about food all day. Yes. Well, you see, King David, when someone tells you that, that you can't have something, what do you want? <laughs> okay. He wants the thing that they said you can't have. Exactly. So a diet basically is about deprivation and restriction. And that's and a diet is about deprivation and restriction. And whenever someone tells you you can't have something, that's what you're going to think about all day. So if you can't have potato chips on your diet and you like potato chips, until you have those potato chips, you're not going to be happy. But the, but the sad thing is that when you have the potato chips, you feel out of control, even though it doesn't walk, talk, or do anything like that. And then you beat yourself up. But it, it, it doesn't, it's all about deprivation. Well, and, and I, I can see that, uh, uh, that you're right on with that. And, and, okay, so speak to why, why do the diets fail? Uh, do you think it was the, the, the science of it was incorrect or, or is it the individual's weakness or what do you think on that? No. 
Okay, well, first of all, it's not about it. I, I'm going to set the record straight, okay? You heard it first from Sora. Go ahead. There's, there's no individual weakness about failing on a diet. Anyone who's failed on a diet is more in control of food than they think. The reason the diet doesn't work is because you didn't make the rules. Somebody else made the rules. So, listen, most people are happy when they're following their own rules. Am I right? You're right, right. Okay, so if I tell you you can only have um, three Oreo cookies for the whole week, are you going to be happy if Oreo cookies are your thing? No, no. No. You're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna feel uh, shortchanged, deprived. Oh, shortchanged. That's a great way of saying it. What the what a diet leaves you feeling all the time is shortchanged, and ultimately you're gonna want to escape feeling shortchanged. That's why you can't stay on a diet. Diets don't work because there's someone else's rule. Like for example, um. Let me give you another example. Let's say, uh, I'll make it simple. Let's say, um, let's say you're married. I mean, I'm just coming up with an example. And, and, and let's say your wife wants a dress and the dress is $39.95 and, and you only give her $15.95. Is she gonna be happy? <laughs> no, no. Right. You, you've left a little lacking there. Right, so what you're going to do is she's going to feel shortchanged, and what is she going to do? She's going to try to wheedle her way into the rest of the money in some way because she's shortchanged. That's if she doesn't have a job. If she has a job, she can have some of her own money or whatever. But whenever you don't get what you want, you're always going to feel deprived, and I am against deprivation. I am against deprivation. And I really feel strongly about that. I believe that we're all entitled to eat enough of whatever food we want as long as we don't, as long as we eat in a way that serves us. You see what I'm saying? Sure. But I don't think dieting serves, yeah. Okay, but now you, you're also going to have to have some restraint. Be well, because we like ice cream, but we can't eat it all day long. Uh every day well here's, well here's the good news in this system you can okay I, I so you're right about restriction but I, I don't want you to think about it as restriction because let me explain let me explain to you why folks don't have a weight problem why some folks struggle with a weight problem and then how the system works and then i can tell you how you can have the ice cream and lose weight. Okay, oh, does that work for you? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so, what? I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> no, you were going to explain uh, uh, why. Yeah, 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 right. Right, so the thing is, a person, King David, without a weight problem, just for teaching purposes, they only think about food seven times a day. And so I want you to think about this person without a weight problem. He thinks about food seven times a day. Okay. But a person with a weight problem thinks about food just for teaching purposes 21 times a day. Okay. All right? Okay. And Okay. So, so what I say is that a person with a weight problem has an overweight food thought mind that he thinks more about food a day than a person without a weight problem. Are we good on that? All right, I'm with you. Okay. okay, so now once you use the system, you'll be able to think less about food like the person without the weight problem. So you'll only think, say, seven times a day about food. So let me show you how this goes. So I'm gonna teach you and your listeners how to use the green technique. So, King David, what's your favorite food? Uh, which one? Uh, dessert, uh, main entrees. Uh, Anything. I love. I, I I love seafood. Okay. Um. But be. Let's be more specific. Uh, in respect to your audience, like so they can see it. Like, um, do you have a favorite cake? A favorite candy bar? Something favorite. Oh, uh, uh, I've had a thing with uh, Bluebell ice cream for you. Okay, what's left? Uh, uh, Millennium Crunch and chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay, so 
It's a chocolate chip cookie dough? Yes. Okay. Alright, so. Here's what you're going to do. Right now, you have the... What do you have? A, a, a pint or a, a quart? What do you have in front of you? <laughs> I don't even have. I don't even have any in the house because I've I've uh, dealt with I've dealt with that giant. Okay, exactly. I like the way you call it giant. It's interesting. Yes. So um. But we'll so we'll pretend have... we'll pretend that I have a pint here. Okay, let's pretend. I'm a big pretender. Okay. When it comes to teaching, so. Right now, King David, you have a pint of bluebell chocolate chip cookie dough in front of you. Correct. All right. I want you to open it up with your dish. And, now, do you have? A, are you going to eat it from the pint, or are you going to put it in a dish? No, I eat it from the pint. Okay, that's the first thing you can do. Okay, you can't eat it from the pint. So, okay. Have, that's rule number one. Okay. So, because that leaves you open to not be successful, because you're going to eat the whole thing, you're going to give the pint the management over it. So, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to take, I want you to ask yourself two questions. No, I want you to ask yourself a question. I want you to pretend that you have a bowl there, okay? Right. And I want you to ask yourself, how much is enough? And I want you to take that amount out of the pint and put it in your bowl. So. Look down at it, say, how much is enough, and take that amount outside of the pint and put it in your bowl. Even if it's the whole pint, but it has to come out of the container. Okay. Okay. okay so, how, how much are you pretending to put in the bowl? I would say half of it. Okay, excellent. So, you have half of the Bluebell chocolate chip cookie dough in the bowl. Yes. Now, the next thing you need to, you, that was enough, you asked yourself how much was enough and you put that in. Now, now we have to ask two more questions because it's in the bowl. We have to ask how much is enough and how much is too much. So I want you to think, even if it's just a little teeny, teeny, teeny bit, I want you to ask yourself how much is enough and how much is too much. So I want you to look at that and think about it now. When you have those two amounts in your head, I want you to tell me that you have them in your head. Okay, I have them. I have them. Okay. Now what I want you to do is take that spoon and I want you to push over the amount that's too much to a time on the clock. Okay. So pick. Okay, so now, if you don't mind me asking, what time did you pick? Uh, the same time... The next day, uh, 24 hours later. Oh, but, but uh, <laughs> okay, but pretend that the bowl is a clock. We're in, like, and the top is 12, and the bottom is 6, to the right is 3, and to the left is 9. Where did you put that, how much was too much? Did you put it at 12, or? Oh, oh, no, let's say, I put it at 9. Okay. Okay, awesome. So now, you have two amounts in your bowl, King David. You have the ice cream that's enough in the center, and then at 9 o'clock, you pushed aside the amount that was too much, correct? Right, correct. Okay, now you're ready to eat and stop. So now, you can enjoy eating the amount you decide was enough that's in the bowl, but you can't eat the amount at 9 o'clock. That's your marker, and that lets you know that you had enough and that you could eat and stop. So let's pretend that you ate all, all the amount that was enough. You will have left over the amount at 9 o'clock, and that lets you know that you ate and stopped. Now, if you didn't leave over the amount at 9 o'clock, which is how you would do it before we spoke, how much is enough, King David? You don't really know. Because you didn't decide before you ate how much is enough. You know, uh, with me, I decided before I ate because I'm going to eat the whole pint. You see, so we got you. Now, we got you to understand that you don't eat from the container. Right. right. Okay, that's, that's like number one. Okay. Number two, you, you then asked yourself how much was enough 
from the container, you took that amount out, you put it in your bowl, and then you put the pints away. You put it away. Okay, you put it back in the freezer. Okay, right. Then then you looked at the at the ice cream and you said, Okay, I'm in Sora's system. How much is enough? How much is too much? And I have to move away the amount that's too much. And you did that, you, you put the amount that was too much, even if it's just a drop at nine o'clock. Sure. Now you're all set you're all set to eat and stop because you decided before you ate, King David, you decided how much was enough in your bowl and how much was too much. Then you ate the amount you decided was enough, but not your marker. You must leave over your marker because that lets you know that you ate and stopped. So look at all the work you did before you even brought the ice cream to your mouth. Do you see how that raises awareness? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, I can. Yeah, I mean, there's no free lunch, so to speak, so you got to do some work for this, you know? And the work is you have to set every... Now, you may say, but hey, Sora, there's a half a pint left in the freezer, and you know what? I still want that, and I'm, this is what I'm going to say. You can have up that half a pint in the freezer, but make sure when you put it in your bowl, you're going to ask yourself two questions. How much is enough and how much is too much? And then move the marker to the nine o'clock. Then you, then you will have eaten the whole pint. But who managed the ice cream? You or the ice cream? Yeah, you managed it. Thank you. you Thank you. You managed it. And okay, but now isn't it true? If I did that, I still consumed the same amount of calories. Okay, excellent question. So here's the answer. The reason, and the reason that people overeat is because nothing is enough. I've just taught you a technique to determine how much is enough. So here's what happened. You said first you said half a pint, but you put it in the bowl, you moved over the amount that's too much to nine o'clock, you ate a half a pint, and you ate and stopped because you decided how much is enough. Now you say, okay, Sora, I want the other half a pint in the refrigerator. I say, go get it. Ask yourself how much is enough, how much is too much. Use a marker. Well, here's the way it goes. So now you manage the ice cream. You're always going to have enough. And you say to me, but Sora, aren't I still having the same calories? But here's the beauty of it. Yes, you are. But when you start seeing that you can have enough of any food you want and stop yourself, and if you're having too much, then you have to ask yourself another important question, which is, why is having enough too much? Why is enough too much? And do I want to cut back? So, for example, you might start out using the technique and finishing the entire pint. But in a couple of weeks, when you have that same ice cream, it, when you say how much is enough and how much is too much, a half a pint just might be enough. I see what you mean. See what happens? Yeah. Yeah. See I what I mean by, by, you see, it's like by always having enough, one day you're going to look at that food and you're going to go, you know, I'm not losing any weight. I am using the technique. You know what? Do I, do I really want the whole pint or is a half a pint enough because I want my weight loss more? You see, I'm not, here's the thing. I don't want to take away your favorite foods. So I've given you a new way to manage it. I've well, given you a new way to know. Th yeah, that's that's great. I because I certainly uh, wasn't doing it like that. And if I could stop myself, uh, because I know there are lots of people that that deal with these issues, and and if you can stop yourself, I can see how if you put this system into effect that you would indeed uh, start to choose to consume less. Because right, but here's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is that you'll be consuming less, but you'll, you'll still be having enough because how much is enough is going to change for you, King David. Once you see that you can have enough of something, over time you're not going to want as much. I got you. Never have enough, if you never have enough, then nothing is enough. I got you. I got you. I, I, I like it because number one, it already worked for you, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, uh, big uh, fan of 
empowerment and and you know I know you know like the 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 Bible says my people die and perish for lack of knowledge and yeah that's what we're trying to do here today is is put out some more information that people can use that's different from the norm and yeah different from what's been out here well there's nobody nobody in this world in this world that has anything like this everyone's going to tell you to cut out these foods to eat nutritionally you know you go to a nutritionist she's going to try to make you eat nutritional food she's going to tell you how much to eat you're going to be miserable you're going to go on five diets you're going to be miserable because you don't manage the food and you're not having the food you really want i say that all this is what i say all food is equal in the eyes of god people say some foods are bad and some foods are good but the reason people say some foods are bad is because they can't eat and stop but once you get that power to use the green technique and to know i can give myself enough i can eat eat and stop then you have the power and that's I, that's what God wants. God wants you to know that you manage the food and you manage it by having enough because God is a prosperous God. God does not want you in lack and deprivation. And that's what I believe. Amen. Well, let me let me stop you right there, Sora. We're going to take a quick commercial break. You know, we have to do this and, and, and try to stay on the air. And we'll be right back to you. Thank you for listening to Slaying Your Giants, a syndicated podcast brought to you by our sponsor today, Dewey's Barbecue Market, a purveyor of fine meats, Texas-style hardwood fire pit barbecue since 1951. Hickory smoked meats prepared in Texas African-American tradition. Dewey's offers whole briskets, hams, ribs, Polish sausage, and smoked turkey. Visit our website, Dewey'sBarbecueMarket.com, and that's D-E-W-E-Y-S, and then B-B-Q, Market.com, to place your order today. Okay, we're back with Sara Vernikoff, the no dieting coach. And Sara, we, we appreciate you being here. This is good information. And, and you know, we just think that someone there can benefit from a new way uh, to attack their issue of overeating and and of course, you know, we know that this extra weight that we carry, uh, you know, has health concerns and health consequences. So, of course, that's part of the reason so many people are fighting against it. And we're just glad for you to be here today to give, you know, some of your wisdom and experience uh because we know that someone will pick up on it and find their own way. Now, I'm going to ask you another question, okay? They I was reading your stuff and and I saw in there where uh you know, you you were saying you made a statement that people were afraid of food. Well, yes, because, yes, um, I was terrified of food uh, because I had no control over myself. I was eating all day. You know, food was my enemy. Um, I, was a, I was terrorized by chocolate. Um, food was my, was my enemy because I wasn't at peace with it because it managed me and I didn't manage it. You know, anytime you don't manage anything, anytime it has a hold and that kind of control over you, um, it's a, it, in a way, it's a terror, I think. And to me, any addiction is a terror because it holds you, it keeps you in bondage. And um, food kept me in bondage, and I was just absolutely determined to find out why, and I wanted to get better. Well, I, I, I realized as you were speaking, uh, I, I think, 
you know, I had my own addictions, but I, I never looked at food like that. So I, I think I wasn't, uh, you know, to that level uh, with it. But, you know, I've caught, I've caught, oh, go ahead. Don't be so hard on yourself. You say you've overcome drugs and alcohol. I mean, that to me is, is that to me, you deserve the Pulitzer Prize, you know. Uh, people don't think food is in it. You see, because food's so readily available and food is always, you know, easy. Uh, I mean, I don't know much about drug addiction, honestly, and I, I know I know stuff about alcoholism because I know folks that are affected. But in any case, when you have an addiction, what you're doing is um, you're giving away your power, you know, and, and, and that's why you're, you're saying, okay, when I'm feeling uncomfortable or I'm feeling happy, um, I'm going to have a drink or I'm going to do drugs. Or, but for me, it was always I'm going to just keep on binging on food. And, and so now you're such a different place in your life. And now suddenly you may be thinking, well, I slayed alcoholism. You know, I slayed the drugs. I, wow, is, is food the same? You know, is food also something that I use to make myself feel better? You see, it's okay to use food, but it's not okay if it's affecting the functionality of your life. So I'm all about functionality. Like, are you having a happy life? Do you, do you have a job? Or are you in the process of looking for a job? Do you have a, a, a decent enough place to live? How are your relationships? Um, do people like you? Are you a kind person? Are you a compassionate person? Or are you angry? Are you, is your anger controlling your everyday life? And are people affected by your anger? I mean, everything, and then you, if you're angry, you drink or you have food or something like that. The thing is, we're all angry in some way, but how are we dealing with our anger and all those feelings? You see, addiction for me is just feelings, you know? How I dealt with my when I was happy, I ate. When I was sad, I ate. <laughs> well, it, it you know I've I've spoken with <clears throat> excuse me quite a few people um, who who have this and who suffer with it and and it is similar in in many regards. I mean they they've told me about how they they are ashamed, you know, and right. they eat and they hide food and and conceal themselves sitting there eating the whole gallon of ice cream uh you know so it it, it it's just like the drug addict is concealing his use and you know what yeah it's, the same. it's really you know what king david it's really the same only food is more acceptable yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah it's legal <laughs> yes Yes. Right. It's the Can I tell you? It's the same. Just one is legal and one is not. Yes. That's the only difference. Yes. Because, because when you're when I, I mean when that person is hiding in the house and eating the ice cream and hoping no one comes in, it's the same. It's just the same. They're eating their feelings, you know. Um. But here's the thing. I'm a person of action, and I, I just want the folks that are listening today to know that there is hope. The hope is not on a diet. The hope is. I'm going to plug my book. The hope is to read, eat what you want, stop when you want, a no diet weight loss program, and to learn how to manage the food so that you make peace with it. And when you make peace with food, you make peace with your feelings, you know? Okay, well, let's stop right here and, and mention that. Okay, because I know in my spirit that, that there are some that want further contact than I show here today. Tell us. What is the name of your book, where they can find it, and, and your website or blog or what have you? Okay, well, King David, my website is www.nodieting.net. That's www.nodieting.net. And for any folks who sign up, they get immediately a free Your No Diet, It's Not Your Fault report where I explain why diets don't work. You get a monthly newsletter on making peace with food. And my book, which is a workbook, either in print or digital download, is at Amazon.com or BarnesandNobles.com. And if you guys have a Barnes & Nobles out there, you can go in and order the book. Okay, great. Great. Now, let's, let's, let me add, I got a couple of more. Uh, you have, well, you have such interesting points um, in, in your, in your uh, material. And, okay, so how, how... 
does your how can your kitchen help you to be thin talk to me well actually you told me how you slayed the giant of the blue bell chocolate uh chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream you don't bring it in the house right so what i say is <laughs> so in, in a way you've neutralized your kitchen okay so what i say is don't bring in any food that you know that you're going to be running to every 15 minutes if you want it have it on the outside and if all they do is sell a I mean, you're, you may not like what I say, but let's say you want that cookie dough ice cream and you only want a half a pint because uh, you want to lose the weight more than you want to finish the pint. So what I would do is I would buy it on the way home. I would have a half a pint in my car using a marker and asking myself how much is too much. And then I would get out of the car and throw the rest away. Mm. Because if, if you bring that ice cream into your house, you know that you're gonna finish it and your goal is to let some weight go because you know that that food is a trigger. Even though you have enough and even though you're using a marker, you're still gonna be in the ice cream again. Now, also I buy the same brands of food and I always put them in the same place in my kitchen because what I've learned is that as a, a managed compulsive overeater, everything excites me about food, the wrapping, the colors, um, you know, so if I eat like Levy's rye bread and all of a sudden I buy, um, uh, you know, new chapter rye bread, uh, that new packaging is going to take me to the rye bread faster than if I buy the same old packaging. So I really believe people should buy the same brands of food. They should put them in the same place in their kitchen and don't bring in any foods that you, you know you have a hard time with, you know? It makes sense to me. And okay, now. Another interesting point is how the chair you sit in when you eat can make you thin. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of anxiety attached to eating for me. And because it's just a lot of anxiety and a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings. So what I like to do is I like to sit in the same chair when I eat because I don't want the chair to be exciting because I want to concentrate on using the green technique and I want to focus on the food and ask myself how much is enough, how much is too much. I want to look at the food. I want to listen to myself chew the food. I want to taste the food. Uh, and I want to keep that chair boring. So, you know, once you sit on the couch and watch TV and, and start eating popcorn from a bowl, you know, it's... <laughs> You're not going to remember to ask yourself how much is enough and how much is too much unless you're really committed to the program 100%. You know, it's best to always sit in the same place when you eat because it makes it boring and you can think more about what you're chewing. I, uh, I see. I, I kind of looked at that. I was thinking you may have been speaking to, like, I know I've seen people eat laying down. Uh, Ugh. Eat, lay, you know, like you said, a lot of us, uh, you know, have a pizza watching the football game, but we're more uh, in tune to the game or to the movie or what, whatever we're watching, and you kind of on autopilot. And yeah, and you're not eating because you need nourishment. You you're eating because this is pleasure. Right, but you just said something really clever, which was when you sit in front of that TV with a pizza, you're on you're on auto. Yeah. You know, you're on autopilot. You're not sitting there thinking, okay, I'm in Sora's uh, program, and I want to eat and stop. You're just going to eat that pizza, eat the next life. But I'm asking you to think. You see, King David, I'm asking people to think before they chew. All right. Amen. Think before you. Think before you chew. So before you have that pizza, you have to say, how, you take, you say, how much is enough? One slice. How much is enough? How much is too much? Take off the amount that's too much. Put it away. Eat the pizza. Now look what you just did before you ate that pizza. You asked yourself two questions. How much is enough? How much is too much? You took a physical action. You moved away the amount that's too much. If you're sitting on your couch and you're eating that pizza and you're tired from a day's work, What's the likelihood of you asking yourself two questions and moving aside the marker? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be difficult. 
Right. So the thing is, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. Look, I'm not a mean sort of person, but the thing is, um, if you're going to sit on that couch, then you have to ask with that pizza, you have to say, do I want to let some weight go or do I want to let the pizza be in charge? You see, really what you're saying is, who's in charge here? Right. Is the pizza in, right. Is the pizza in charge or am I in charge? <laughs> no, I, I got you. And... and you know this this could be you know just just the kickstart that the lord wanted for somebody uh now speak to me you also mentioned the dishes the utensils is that the same the napkins is that the same kind of thinking as why the chair helps you exactly exactly here's the thing we have so much anxiety you know oh we use food for different reasons, and there's so much emotion attached to it. But what I want to take, what I want people to do is, when you use the same, I use the same dish, the same utensils, the same chair, um, and, and that allows me to see the food differently. It allows me to calm down more quickly. But if one day I use an orange dish, and one day I use a flower dish, and one day I use a pink napkin, and one day I use an orange napkin. I'm like going to be bouncing all over the place. Do you think I'm really going to say, hey, how much is enough and how much is too much? What's the time it's going to take me to remember I'm in the system as opposed to being excited by the different colors and the different places I, I sit? My, my thing is you've got, you've got to keep everything boring yeah, because you want to focus on the food. That's what I was getting, okay, and, and, and routine. Well, yes, I'm all about routine. Hey, you're talking to Miss Routine, you know. Well, I, I've I've learned, uh, you know, by this time in life, that I do better with a routine, because uh, I've I've had jobs and situations on both sides where I could be called at two or three in the morning, or on Sunday, or on a holiday, and then I've had, you know, the opposite where. Every day it was the same hours and and I was off on the same days and I it works much better for me to have a routine. It will even it, it even alerts me that I'm off the routine because it's gotten so so familiar and it lets me helps me to maintain my boundaries. But well, you know you, you know, life teaches you that. I mean, I'm the same way. I thrive on routine. I, I, um, I really thrive on routine. I need to be accountable. I need a, a, a pro, you know, it's all those years of being the school teacher. You know, school teachers, your whole life is like a lesson plan. A motivation, procedure, steps, follow-up, homework, check, you know? Amen. So the, <laughs> so the thing is, like, if you, you know what? I have a saying. I had a principal once. He made us keep this on our door. Not to plan is to plan to fail, okay? And if, if you don't plan and if you don't take action to set up ways that support you, ain't nobody in the universe is going to fly through your window and give them to you. Okay? Well, that's right. And I just, uh, I'm just glad we're able to, to go through some of this today. Now, you mentioned earlier your journaling. Uh, about what you eat. So talk to talk to us how writing down what you eat can make you thinner. Well, I'm a very big, I mean, I'm a mega believer in journaling. Um, I journal situations that are troubling to me and I journal what I eat. I've been journaling, I've been writing down what I've eaten for decades because I have a moral responsibility to understand what the person will go through when they use the system. So, and to this day, and decades later, I have journaled everything I've eaten. Of course, today it's much more simple, but when I started out, out not only did I journal what I ate, but what I was thinking while I was eating, because I needed to understand things. You see, when you write down what you eat, what you're really saying is, I'm holding myself accountable for what I put in my mouth and what I chew. What people don't realize, King David, is that it's the act of chewing that manages whether you're thin or not, also with the amount of food thoughts. So, it, you, you know, when you put that food in your mouth, first you have to chew it. Well, how do you know what you're chewing, really, if you don't write it down? 
you know, I love these people I meet. They go, you know, they're very overweight, and, and they say, well, I hardly eat anything. They always say, I hardly eat anything. But if they wrote down what they really ate, then they would see. But, if, but it's not easy to see what you eat all the time because it means you have to take responsibility. But the thing is, if you're really serious about getting better, about healing yourself, then until you take a look at what you put in your mouth every day, how do you really know? I mean, you know, like a tuna fish sandwich out of a can and then tuna with mail is a different ball game. Right. You, know, you start putting that mail in, how many tablespoons of mayo are you putting in? And one level, I mean, you get the low-fat uh, mayo, it's 30 calories, a level tablespoon. But that's not a lot. Do you level your tablespoons? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I'm a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're hitting some of us. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, like, um, when you make mashed potatoes, do you realize how many calories in mashed potatoes? I mean, a lot. Are you giving yourself a small portion or, you know, when you uh, use oil, when you make your omelet, how much butter are you putting in the pan? If you just slop in some butter, that could be like 300 calories without a blink. Are you leveling your tablespoon? Are you using uh, low calorie stuff? Because it's really math in, math out. It's really a numbers game. But the thing is, until you learn to eat and stop, there's no numbers. It's all off the charts because nothing's enough. You know, less is... Here's the key, less is more. And you can't have the choice to have less if you not feel that you're eating enough. It's the same with money. If you feel that you have enough money, you're not gonna be thinking of money all the time. But if you are, don't feel that you have enough money, you may think about money more. Well, it's the same with food. When you don't use the technique and don't know you're eating enough, you're gonna always want more. So the green technique works with food. It even works with money. Let's say you get like guys, uh, let's say you get a gift of a hundred dollars. You might want to tie some money. You know, you say how much is enough, how much is too much. See, because if you don't decide how much is enough, nothing is ever enough. And I do not want to live in deprivation. I'm very, very, very strong minded on that. You know? Well, okay, and 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 I I see where you are and I kind of we're, we're coming to the the close of the episode and I just kind of want you to 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 tie a bow around it okay there's somebody listening and they want to take up the green technique uh, would you speak to our listeners on how they should get started and and uh, you've spoken of the journaling but but Look at talk to that person who has decided to take action, and and what they can best do to get started. To that person who's listening, who really wants to let their weight go, but who knows in their heart, who really knows in their heart that diets don't work for them, I want you to know that there's hope, and I want you to know that you can find peace with food, but. The only way you can do it is to know that you can feed yourself enough food. And the only way you can do that is to get the digital download of my book on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. It's $3.99. You're worth a lot more than $3.99. God don't make no junk. Amen. Okay, buy the book, start reading it, and start keeping a journal like write down what you eat and, and start using the green technique and whatever else the book says. Let me tell you, this is what I want to say to that listener because I was you, okay? This is what I'm going to say. Inch by inch, anything's a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. And I know you can do it. <laughs> Amen. I I appreciate you uh, for being here today, Sara. Uh, it has been uh, enlightening for me and I'm sure uh, helpful to others. Uh, I just like to say we we thank all of our listeners, uh, particularly uh, the international listeners. Uh, we got some new people listening in Burma and and some some other countries that uh, you know I'm, I'm frankly surprised at by. Uh, and we just keep going forward trying to do God's work for people. And we just asked you, if you can, to please 
support us. We need your support. Uh, you can join the community. Uh, we have a new Facebook group called the Giant Slayers. Uh, just look for us on Facebook and you can also support the podcast on patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com and search for my page King David Haynes there you can pledge support of one dollar to fifty dollars a month and that would greatly help us to remain on the air and keep bringing these episodes for you also, visit us at kingdavidhaines.com. There you can purchase one of my books, A Lame Man Healed, How the Son of a Football Star Overcame Addiction Through Faith. And all these addictions are tied together and similar and the same. Uh, you know, one, one person is on this and one person uses that. But we can all overcome these addictions through faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, Sarah, we thank you for being here with us today. And thank you for this great information. And I encourage everyone to go to her website, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and get a copy of her book. And let's start you know, having good health and, and you know, just abundant life as God wants us to. Amen. And we're going to close now. Lord willing, we'll be back at you next week with another episode. Maybe the same subject, maybe a different subject, but it will be concerning various addictions and overcoming them. In other words, slaying your giant. Thank you.